I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Offensive rebound, and now he loads up a three. Nate Hinton on the money. Now you've got to drive inside, and Nate Hinton and one. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Mavs Mania Hinton Hive Boy. One more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Mavs basketball is back, baby! Let's go. Oh, so exciting. It feels like it's been forever, but I guess it's only been like, what, three months? Yeah, this, like this is the shortest break between. There was more of a break between the the like the like stoppage the first time. Yeah, I know. Uh, we were. I was cooking, uh, or no, I didn't cook dinner tonight. I brought dinner home, and I was <laughs> talking yeah, to my wife. Get your facts straight, Isaac Harris. I know, I know. I brought Chick-fil-A home. And, uh, I had Chick-fil-A I was like, tonight, too. Oh, let's go. Wow. This is why people uh, this is why people subscribe, by the way, <laughs> to hear what you and I had for dinner. <laughs> but I told uh, my wife, I was like, hey, uh, you know, game's coming on like an hour. And she's like, what game? I was like, the Mavs. <laughs> she's like, they're back already? <laughs> I was like, yes, they are. They should have been back for two months. <laughs> I know. Uh, but man, it's so exciting. See everybody on, a, on the court again playing. It's good seeing Brunson and Dwight Powell. You know, we didn't get to see these guys yeah. in the bubble. It's nice seeing them on the floor again. But Man, Mavs, Mavs a win, but it's all about Nate Hinton. This is the MVP. At the end of the season, who's the best player on the Dallas Mavericks? Josh Richardson, Luka Doncic, or Nate Hinton? Who? Pick one. Well, I think it's about who comes in second between Luka and Josh Richardson. I mean, Nate Hinton <laughs> Nate is Hinton's uh, number one. <laughs> All right. Lamello, watch out. On today's bonus, by the way, we're doing every post game. So if you're listening to this, we're this is a preseason game. We're still doing post game. We don't care. This is what we do. We're doing a post game Mavs preseason. I'm not even going to say the score because I don't even remember what it is because it doesn't matter. Um, the Mavericks, I think, won this game. They had an incredible like third quarter that we can talk about, I guess. Yeah. But we're going to talk about Luca, what he looked like, Josh Richardson. First time we had to, got to see Josh Richardson in a Mavericks jersey and talk about what that starting lineup looked like. And then we're going to get into... We have a conspiracy. We have a conspiracy uh. against us. The Maver- the the Milwaukee Bucks PR staff keeping us out. <laughs> I oh, tried, guys. We I, tried. We I had a legit question for Giannis tonight. And <laughs> we'll talk more about it in the second segment, but I didn't get to ask my question. And there's a reason. We'll say why. And we'll talk about the second unit with Brunson and Burke. Those guys look pretty good coming off the bench. We'll talk about that. Carlisle had a pretty good answer about that unit. And then third segment. If you're here just for Nate Hinton, if you're only here for Nate Hinton, just just skip to the third mm. segment. Don't even worry about the first two. Just skip family, to the third segment. The Hinton family, just skip yeah, to the third segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Hinton, you know, uh, Aunt Hinton, Uncle Hinton. If you're here just for him, skip to the third segment. All right, let's get into it. Luka Doncic, the, the starting lineup with him. Tim Hardaway, Josh Richardson, Dorian, and Dwight Powell. Uh, I was a little surprised about Dwight Powell because of the starting lineup, you know, for the Bucks. I was surprised that it was Dorian and Dwight because of Brooke Lopez and Giannis starting on the other side. I mean that mm-hmm. that front court for the Mavericks is so undersized, especially against that, that team. I mean Giannis just kind of had his way whenever he was when he was going and when he, you know he could open his eye like when when he could open his left eye after Dorian accidentally elbowed him. 
when he was when he came back, I mean, he was just all over the place. And so I was surprised they started that group. Yeah, uh, I had a uh, my best friend text me tonight. He said, "So is Dorian getting cut tomorrow uh, since he hit Giannis?" And uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I think I was more surprised by Dorian starting the Dwight for that same reason, uh, just because uh, you know Rick has alluded to you know Dwight has been running with the first unit, so expected him to start. But I just thought Maxi would start in place of Dorian just to guard Giannis because that's you know. Maxi guards him, you know, well, I think, uh, and uh, guards some other as bigs. good as you can. Yeah, yeah, as good as you can. So I was kind of surprised at that, and yeah, I mean, we seen Giannis just do his thing against Dwight and Dorian. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll get into it now. Uh-oh. I guess I'll get into it now. If <laughs> here's one of my overreactions from from the game. If <laughs> if Rick Carlisle ever lets. Dwight Powell guard Giannis again and I, I'm not one to call for Rick's job <laughs> I think he's done a good job I have no qualms with Rick Carlisle's coaching but if he ever lets Dwight Powell guard Giannis in a game that matters ever I'm calling for his job <laughs> just get out like Dwight Powell has no shot guarding Giannis I mean there's just I mean it is preseason game one you know all the grains of salt you want to take with it. He just looks he just looks so overmatched against a guy like Giannis. He has no shot guarding him. Yeah, and that's why it's like I'm fine with Dwight Garden, uh, Brooke Lopez, but but sure. not du- I mean not Giannis. And you know we love Dorian. Dorian's just you know a little too small to guard. Yeah, I mean Giannis is Giannis, and so there's never going to be an ideal uh, matchup for him. But we do have Maxi for guys like that, and. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought Maxi played him um, pretty well the rest of the game. But, man, I, I thought that starting unit, you know, this is the debut of Josh Richardson for yeah. a lot of us to see him in a Mavs jersey and to see him early. You know, they they you know let him run for basically that whole first quarter. And to just see his impact early, you know, he went three of four from uh, behind the three-point yeah. line tonight, hit draining the threes. He had another, you know, the only three that he missed, I remember, was on that left wing, and it went in and out. So he was almost four of four. Uh, had just yeah he just you felt his presence on the floor that was the thing and uh, he had a steal that led to a Luca you know fast break bucket and uh, man it's when Rick said a few weeks ago we've been searching for a guy that can guard opposing point guards a guy like Josh Richardson they're very confident that his fit next to Luca it I mean after one game it feels like it's just a seamless great fit next to Luca yeah I thought that he looked absolutely great uh, I think I think he's gonna fit in so well in the starting five I mean just the spot up shooting you know you can replace a decent amount of you know Curry shooting <laughs> with Josh Richardson it's not gonna be in the same function but he's not a negative shooter he's gonna come in and be a positive shooter I'm glad we saw that from game one and yeah he's gonna be great that's that's a four two for sure starter. Tim was Tim was chucking up some shots tonight. I mean Tim was like any shot that was near him. How many field goal attempts did he have? He you want two from not two for nine. Uh he well, had, Yeah, he had well, the second most attempts like, behind Luca. It kind of in a way, when KP's not out there, when we've talked about having the secondary ball handler or the secondary creator type of guy, when KP's not out there and Luca and it's just Luca. Then you you're kind of limited when it just you only have one guy. So like you've seen some of these possessions where maybe Luca didn't touch it as much, or if they're trying to give Luca a little bit break off the ball, then it, it kind of results in Dwight Powell doing a pump fake driving to the basket. Yeah, or, that's not ideal. Or you know Tim Hardaway, you know taking a shot off the drill, something like that. So it kind of 
when KP's not out there, I think in a way it kind of pushes Tim into this corner a little bit of, hey, we, you know, being like New York's Nick in New York Knicks, uh, Tim Hardaway a little bit. Hey, I got to shoot a little bit more. And that's not the ideal role we want for him. But that's that's one of the questions we have for this team. When Luka is not hitting or he's not on the court or you know he's not controlling the ball as much, where is the offense going to come? And will it be natural? So, And we saw a little bit of struggle at the beginning, which everybody was just rusty at the beginning. Oh, the beginning of the game was awful. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. all these games, it feels like any game I turn on, the beginning looks so bad. Uh, Mavs draft, Richard, has been on this pod, said, you know, all the rookies look like they're fitting in so well. And I was like, yeah, it's because everyone looks like garbage right now. It's like it's like all these players are not playing well. Everyone looks like rookies. They've only, Luca even said in the post game, said we've only played, we've only had like five practices. <laughs> that We've been talking about media week all week and how these guys have been in training camp for two weeks, but they've had individual workouts for the first week and then just had these, you know, like they had five practices and the first one, they didn't even do live five on five. They just did walkthroughs and, and, yeah. and, and installation of plays and stuff. Basically, you know what Carlisle told us. So they haven't done a whole lot. So there's not a ton in there, but that's starting five. I think that's going to be the starting five, right? I, I I don't think that Carlisle, you know, changes I think they'll it. be opening night against Phoenix. Uh, I yeah, do think definitely. that for sure, especially Jay Crowder starts Jay Crowder, a little bit different than Giannis. So Dorian can guard, uh, Jay Crowder on opening night. DeAndre, I mean, yeah, DeAndre Ayton uh, will we'll match up with Dwight Powell, and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. But I, I do think it's going to fluctuate a little bit, that Dorian spot. Will that be Maxi some nights or you know whatever? Will Willie start over Dwight at some point? I don't see that right now, but Willie, uh, Willie got some shots. Willie did get some shots. Yeah, the Dwight Powell versus Maxi conversation is probably one that, that needs to happen at some point. But, yeah, no, not tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it at, at some point. Let's go back to 2018. Yeah, I know. I know. We, we've had this conversation for so long. All right, coming up, let's get into Giannis, conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. Bucks PR, freezing us out. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And then about the second unit, Brunson and Burke. Carlisle had a good answer about that post game. We'll hear from Carlisle coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more from Mavs preseason game number one. What we're wildly speculating, overreacting to everything. Take everything we say at the grain of salt today because it's just one game. But we'll see what happens. If, we'll see if the, all of these takes hold up after game two, basically. <laughs> so we're saying. Both of us went to the Bucks post game. I was there the whole freaking time. Isaac was there the whole time. I finished finished with the Mavs, and I waited for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I think, before Giannis showed up, after the Mavs were even done. So you were probably in there an hour, right? Yes. I listened to Bud, (laughs) um, Bobby Portis. How's Bud doing? DJ DJ Wilson. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, that, that was great. And waiting for Giannis, because I had a legitimate question for Giannis. I've been debating on uh, writing something. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into what I'm writing on, but I was wanting a legitimate quote uh, for uh, for Giannis. And how it unplayed, or how it played out, uh, I, you know, there's the, the Zoom feature on there to where you raise your hand, and you know, people line up and, you know, we've been in some zoom media sessions where there's a ton of people in there, like a hundred people or whatever. And this was not a hundred people. It wasn't a ton of people in this thing. It was like 20, 30. Yeah, not a ton. And so raise my hand. I'm in like the little, you know, cue thing. And there's probably what, six, seven, maybe eight of us that have our hands raised. And I get a message and it was like, Hey, who are you from? Which is no big deal uh, because they don't know who I am. And yeah, I uh, opposing 
you know, media or not even opposing media, but like opposing. any media, <laughs> any media can can like ask questions. Opposing, so, uh, opposing. Media. Uh, but no, I mean the guy seems super nice. We're just having fun with it. Oh yeah. Uh, but he he just asked me. He's like, "Hey, who are you with?" And I was like, "Maps.com." And every single person in there got to ask a question, except for me, except for the one Mavs guy. And he's like, all right, that you wraps the, it there, up. And it wasn't like there was other Mavs media that got questions, right? You're the only no. one that asked a question and you didn't get it. So no, And I'm like, they knew I was Mavs and they didn't let me ask the question to be honest. They're really like going all out on this. And uh, so now we've been having fun with it. I'm like, all right. This is a conspiracy here. They don't want. They don't want any anybody from the Mavs talking to Giannis. The Milwaukee Bucks franchise is so scared of the Mavs they won't let Isaac Harris ask him a question. Isaac Harris of Mavs.com. Like, listen here, dude. I am a nobody. Yeah, all right. right. I just wanted to. Uh, that's this is all. There is uh, no power in my question, <laughs> unless you think there is. Anyway, we're just having fun with that. But um, Giannis, I don't really have any other takes about him tonight. I mean. I, I hope mean, he looked, he looked I, great. I hope that he got to talk to Luca at some point. And he looks good. Shot looks a little better. Still seems <laughs> that like first he, three was like airball. Everybody I mean, was airballing. We haven't we haven't did like a Giannis really update on this pod, but you know the the deadline for him to sign the max extension before the season starts that's coming up December twenty first. If he doesn't sign it, then he has to wait the entire season. If he does not sign it by the twenty first, <laughs> it's on then. Not that because, he no 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 not he has to wait. The Bucks have to wait. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was Giannis's decision not to sign it, so he's the one that's like, I'm good. The Bucks are the ones that are gonna have to wait it out and sweat it out until he the end of the season when he can actually sign it again. Yeah, which he could still same they sign the exact same contract yep. at the end of the season yep. and go back, no big deal. But that 21st deadline's big because then it's just going to be speculation forever until the season ends. And, you know, I mean, there's only there's only one team in the NBA that's spending, what, three or four days in Milwaukee uh, hmm. bef- and playing them twice uh, before that deadline, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, Dallas, um, I mean, Willie brought his whole media company uh, to his hotel room. They're, they're you know, comfortable in Milwaukee for a few days. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Giannis still hasn't signed the extension, so... Did they line? Did Luca and Giannis line up on the free throw line at any tonight? To re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keith Smith posted his you know initial projections for 2021 NBA you know cap space for the offseason. He said he has nine teams that actually have cap space. There's only nine according to him. The Knicks have 63 million. Spurs have 53 million. The Thunder have 43 and a half million. About I mean Giannis isn't going to any of those teams, right? Like. <laughs> No, not all those teams stink. No, no, but I mean, I, it's one of those things though, to where, yeah, if you if you're anywhere close, it's you can make some trades and make it happen. Okay, so here's going to be whatever wherever Giannis wants to go, they'll make it happen. Sure, but here are the teams that are close: Mavericks, thirty four point four million. They have the fourth most cap space this this coming summer or off season. Heat, twenty seven. Raptors, twenty seven. Cleveland, Charlotte, Chicago. Has 17 million. No one else has cap space. So everybody else is going to have to make something happen. And even Miami and Toronto are going to have to make something happen at least to make the money work. So sign and trade with somebody. So, yeah, uh, Miami one gets uh, intriguing because they would have to unload like Tyler Hero and yeah. all the rest of the roster would have to be gone basically to yeah. open up that full max for Giannis. I but. think 
So <clears throat> Keith Smith actually went on Locked on Heat and he talked about the, after the BAM extension how they could make it work where they keep Hero and get Giannis. But it, there's a lot of different things they'd have to do. But anyway, that's it. That's your Giannis update. Let's talk about the Mavs second unit because... We saw a full line change from Rick Carlisle, which we usually see during preseason. This is not anything new that he throws out, you know, three minutes and 32 seconds left in like the first quarter. He throws out the entire new line of of Mavericks, which is Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke, Josh Green, Maxie and James Johnson. Uh, That second unit, I thought, looked pretty good. It it looks at least fun. You have the two guards, the two small guards that Carlisle loves putting those guards together. I mean, it's this the second coming of J.J. Barea and Devin Harris. Or get the ice climbers back out. Yeah, it's the it's basically the ice climbers again, which I think I'm we're gonna call them again the ice climbers. Josh Green, who I thought looked pretty decent in you know in the game, he made a couple of really good cuts. He had that one awesome cut where James Johnson was posted up, and Josh Green just comes you know yeah. streaking from the you know the right wing and just comes streaking right down the middle of the floor and gets a bucket. And then Maxi, you know, doing his thing. He's solid. He hit a couple of threes tonight. So looking pretty good, that unit. James Johnson hit Brooke Lopez in the head once. So <laughs> James Johnson hit a three, too. Um, you know, Johnson only played like seven minutes in this game. Y'all remember that he was dealing with a knee thing uh, back last week. So probably managing his minutes a little bit with that. But uh, yeah, I, I like what I saw from Josh Green tonight. Um did we expect Josh Green to step in and hit four threes tonight? No. Did we, you know, expect him to take over the game? That's not like the type of guy he is. No. What you expect of him, I thought he did. And I mean, he had his, his rookie moments, first preseason moments where he's lost a few times. <laughs> but my whole thing is he never stopped moving. And yeah, that was like a huge. huge thing. He was always cutting on offense. He was defending well. He, I, I just thought he played his part really well. I thought my favorite rookie moment from him was when he's – uh, he's in the left corner and he got the ball in the left corner and Giannis was between him and the basket and he just takes a step up and tries to throw a floater and halfway through, you know, the floor and then the, the release of his floater, like he's in midair, he realizes just how big Giannis is and how long his arm, how high his arm goes up and just like completely overthrows the basket because he doesn't realize how big Giannis is. I tweeted a video out, just welcome to the NBA because look at look at these yes. defenders you have to go up against. This is not the, you know, Pac-12 anymore, right? Like this is... This is the NBA. I thought that was a good moment, but he had some. He had a couple of assists too. Uh, you know, we we yeah. had you know Ryan from SB Nation, you know Arizona, talk about how good of a playmaker and just a just a you know a set passer. He's not going to be a driving kick kind of guy, but or you know pass on the move or anything like that or crazy one handed passes. But Josh Green's going to be able to make some solid reads and solid passes. We saw that from him in this game tonight. So yeah, I thought he fit well. I, I think he's that he's their backup. You know, wing unless they make yeah. some kind of you know, move with, you know, the, the starting front cart, which you talked about in the first segment where they start Maxi and Dwight or KP comes back and then they have Dwight and KP starting. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, have to make a decision, Dorian or Tim Hardaway coming off the bench with them. But I thought Josh Green, I was, I was glad he got those, you know, minutes playing there, you know, wasn't a one do or somebody like that. So Josh Green, I think that's, that's kind of big. That's, that's love from Carlisle, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he's kind of like the smaller wing. If you want to even break down the roster even more of like bigs and wings and you know guards, whatever. If you want to break down the wings even further, you know he's he's kind of alone in the sense of outside the starting unit. You have you know James Johnson six nine, Maxi six ten. You know it's like those are kind of like the bigger guys who can guard some bigger wings, but 
underneath them, it goes from like Brunson and Burke and the guards to bam, six, six, Josh Green. And it's like, is Josh Green can, is it ideal for him to guard some of these bigger forwards? Probably not. But can Josh Green guard some of these like two guards threes better than a James Johnson and Maxi? Probably so. So when Dorian starts, like you said, it kind of leaves Josh Green as that like, you know, main wing, smaller wing off the bench. But I thought, I mean, the biggest storyline of the bench unit tonight was the Brunson and Burke thing. And some people are questioning that. Will it work? Can they work together? Burke's kind of smaller. He's more of a natural point guard. But hey, we have Brunson. He's the, you know, the quarterback, uh, offensive guy, you know, that runs the system in the second unit. Can they play off each other? And we've been very open. Yes, they can play with each other. Burke can play off the ball, kind of like how he played with Luca in the bubble. You kind of get that same type of feel for him in the second unit. And I thought they looked great. I thought Brunson looked really lean. I thought he looked like really in shape. Um, I thought, yeah, he was one of the biggest, like, if you just first glance on the screen, watching him play, like differences in their bodies, Brunson stuck out to me. Yeah, and, and you know, was it was it Burke that had that crazy, you know, like buzzer beater shot at the end of the was yeah. it the second quarter or the first quarter that was that was a great shot like leaning towards the you know the baseline that was an awesome uh Brunson yeah he had uh, he had a couple of like wild crazy passes I thought but that's just that's more like just nerves getting back you got to remember he hasn't he didn't play in the bubble he hasn't played yeah. since like he hasn't played live basketball since you know Ten March months. or at least Basically. you know yeah and uh yeah. and he had the shoulder stuff so uh, yeah, he had 10, 10 points, four assists, which is pretty good in 16 minutes coming off the bench. Him and Burke played well together. Here's Rick Carlisle a- asked about that second unit and uh, how they seem to fit so well together. Yeah, they were great, really. I mean, they were terrific in the first half as well. And, um, you know, that group has got some real synergy. Um, they all, you know, know how to play with each other. Um, they move it randomly. They They understand – their strengths and how and how to help each other get good shots on offense. Defensively, they just, you know, they they fight together as a group. And so, uh, you know, they're running the in the um, first and second quarter. That stretch, you know, late first, early second was good. Um, the run in the third quarter was even better. Yeah. So that group, we like that group. We'll talk more about them probably in the next preseason game, and they'll continue to be the second line. I mean, there's Carlisle's not going to make any changes, drastic changes to it. I don't think you know, from game to game because they did so well. So we'll talk about them a little bit more later in the week. All right, coming up. Here we go. Finally, I've been waiting for this the whole pod. Hinton Hive. We're getting all into it. Hear from Nate Hinton. Hear from Carlisle. Hear from Luka Doncic about the rookie phenom, the rookie of the year favorite after one preseason game of action. Nate Hinton. We'll talk about him coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about Nate Hinton. The rest of the podcast will be about him, so if you have no interest in hearing about the Mavs two-way phenom star Nate Hinton, please you know, exit the, the podcast. We appreciate you jumping on. Subscribe. Okay, Nate Hinton gets in the game, plays 15 minutes, 8 points, 8 boards, 4 assists, a steal. Just looked all around, played some pretty good defense as well. He was positive in the plus-minus. He looked great. Initial thoughts about Nate Hinton. I mean, MVP odds. Do we know what the MVP odds are <laughs> or rookie of the year odds? Uh, no, he was fine. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be, <laughs> it was fun. It, yeah, it was fun. Just, I just, I've seen some like expectations already thrown out there of like, he should be in part of the main rotation and stuff like that. Just enjoy it for what it's, what it's worth. You know, I, right. I'm, 
keep the expectations down and it will remain this exciting. You know, what's the equation that uh, we throw out there sometimes of results uh, minus uh, expectations equals success, something like that. Exponent, Um, exponent parentheses, PEMDAS. (laughs) But no, he was a lot of fun. I thought, you know, he, man, he hustled. Uh, He got offensive boards. He did. Yeah, he had some moments that, you know, it was just his energy was contagious. And that's what you want from this, you know, I thought all those guys like had decent games. I thought Tyler Bay, uh, I mean, he had a couple shots, and everybody's like freaking out before, you know, it's like, oh, can he even shoot? And Tyler like, Bay had a floater. I was I was impressed by yeah. that. Yeah, he had a floater, had a mid-range shot that he drained. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, I like both of our two-way guys, and um, I'm not working on anything with Hinton, but I am working on something <laughs> with Tyler Bay that I think people will like. Uh, Nate Hinton, you know, we've been having fun with it, but Nate Hinton is going to be one of those guys that works hard, and he's going to push some of these other guys. He's going to push a Tyrell Terry. He's going to push even, you know, a Brunson or somebody to work harder in practice. And even he might push for some of their spots in the rotation. Like he might push for some minutes if he if he plays like this again. I mean, I don't know if this is it was just a really good night for him or we'll see, but some of that stuff is sustainable. The effort, the you know, the 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 rebounds. Sometimes it's just you're in a preseason game and the guy that tries the hardest is the one that's going to come away with the ball. And that seemed like it was Nate yeah. Hinton at times. But let's hear from Rick Carlisle. Somebody actually knows what they're talking about. Let's hear from Rick Carlisle about Nate Hinton and then let's actually just play back to back. We'll hear Luka Doncic on Nate Hinton as well, what he thought about his play from the, the two-way guy. Look, he's aggressive. Um Defensively, he's a physical, tough defender that has good anticipation. Um, love to see a young player get in there and immediately get a bucket. And in, in his case, he got two buckets. You know, one was a an inside play, and then the three. And that really, you know, that really helps you get into the flow. But my sense with him is that he's gonna he's gonna play the same way all the time. He's gonna be aggressive. He's gonna take shots that are there. And defensively, he's gonna give you an all-out physical, tough effort. Oh, he played great, you know. Uh, I think he was well excited. Uh, I feel kind of bad for the rookies, you know. They're not going to experience the the fan things. I mean, obviously, not right now. Uh, it would be something amazing for them. Uh, but I think they're motivated. Uh, we have a great group of rookies. Kirku first. I mean, the new guys. And he played amazing today. He played amazing today. <laughs> Love that. It's what, it's what you want to hear. I mean, if you're Nate hitting right now, the uh, the star of the team is bragging about you. The coach is bragging about you after the game. You know you did something right. You know you played well. And uh, I'm excited to see what he looks like in game two. I'm excited to see it as well. All right, let's hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Nate Hinton. This is his post game, a uh, couple minutes long. So we might as well just just play it. We might as well just play the whole rest of it. So this is uh, Nate Hinton after the game. Hear from him, and uh, yeah, we'll hear what he had to say. Oh man, um. Just getting my feet wet, really. I haven't played a game since um, since March. And, uh, you know, training and working out is, is great, but actually getting up and down and, and playing in an NBA game, you know, everywhere I look around, I see those three letters, and I'm I'm excited to just to be here. So I'm appreciative of this opportunity that the uh, Dallas uh, organization has given me and trying to take full advantage of it. And, you know, going out there, the vets just told me to just go out there and hoop and just – with no conscience, to just go play. So that's what we did. And the, the rookies are along with uh, me and the rookies. We just kind of got comfortable and just kind of went out there and tried not to lose the lead. All right. So that was what Nate Hinton thought about the first game that he played in. Here is a question about uh, he has a thing on Twitter. Hashtag talent is my testimony. Basically talking about, you know, 
Yeah, you, it's kind of self-explanatory. So this is what Nate Hinton had to say about his first night playing and how that you know continues to play out in his life. Yeah, it has a. It's exactly what it is. Uh, it's the, the testimony continues. I said it, and I'm just excited to just to be here, and you know, just the testament of the hard work of you know people saying, oh, you know, you went to the draft, okay. Well, my story is still being written, and I'm not gonna get too high, I'm not gonna get too low, but I'm just gonna keep keep pressing on and, and keep keep writing my story and keep just being a part of a great organization of this. All right, here's Nate Hinton talking about if the three, two. All right, here's Nate Hinton talking about how different the NBA experience so far has been from being in college and how, you know, just a different experience between, you know, what he experienced in college and then now in the NBA. It, it just felt like basketball. Uh, Rick Carlisle and the coaching staff just giving me great confidence of just getting, keep getting better. And they tell me just stay working and, and just keep getting better as a player. So um, the, it's more spacing on the court. So there's more opportunities to get into the paint and, and just make plays and just be a ball player. You know, I, I, I work hard and just being around guys like Luca and the vets and Timmy Hardaway and all those guys just in practice kind of make it easier and make it better for me to play and, and, and watch to see how the pace of the game is. And so just playing out there is, is very – that first win was very uh, tough. When we came back for a timeout, I was over there breathing hard because that adrenaline was going. If I wanted to go in the game, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm really in there because I'm the whole first three quarters I'm watching those guys play. And I'm like, you know, this is – the Milwaukee is, a, you know, one of the top teams in the East. So I'm looking like, oh, shoot, like this is really – this is really here. And then – just going out there and playing, just not having no conscience of just settling in. And once I got that rebound, the first rebound, I was like, I'm good. You know, that's that's kind of what gets my game started. So I'm just appreciative. All right, there you go. That's Nate Hinton. Isaac, initial thoughts or closing thoughts about Nate Hinton, hearing from him, watching him play first night? Man, he's fun to root for. Uh, he just seems like an awesome guy. Obviously, don't know him personally. Haven't got to see these guys in person, but uh, – he seems like he's just uh, enjoying the ride and making the best of it and playing basketball like he knows how to play basketball. So uh, looking forward to see what he looks like in game two and really the whole team and uh, how the rotations look and do they look better? Do they look worse? I don't know, but <laughs> it's exciting. Nate Hinton, he has arrived. <laughs> I like how he said he just needed to get the ball that one time, right? It's for, first time he got that rebound, he's like, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm locked in. And sometimes it's all it takes. You just, you just need that one time for the game to start slowing down. And that was it. So, all right, we'll be back on Monday with a, a new pod. We'll do a, a, another post game from preseason games as well. So stick with us for all the preseason. And then uh, obviously our, our continued Monday through Friday pods as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boban. And second year with Dallas. And Boban scores and is fouled. Bobby Portis. Trying to do something against the big man, but we've seen a lot of people try to do something against Boban, and they've been unsuccessful.